Welcome to another episode of The Illustrious Gentleman, the place where comic book artists and top blokes talk about life, work, comics, and booze. Follow the show on Twitter at TIG underscore show and online at www.tickshow.com. Go on yourself, big man. All right, this is episode 270 of the Illustrious Gentleman Podcast. Today, I'm talking to comic retailer Corey from Cab Comics in Flagstaff, Arizona. Subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen. And you could follow me, Ryan, on Substack at super75studios.substack.com. Scott has two projects coming up this summer, a five-issue Alpha Flight miniseries with Ed Brisson at Marvel and a two-issue uh, Terror Titans series at DC. It's a Teen Titans two-issue thing to tie in with their nightmare crossover uh and i'm keeping myself busy with the old man thunder punch one shot i'm drawing and writing and that crowdfunding campaign should be up on may 5th and i'll also be covering a couple of issues of a big two book this summer that i may have mentioned a second ago but i'm still waiting on the contracts so i don't want to jinx anything and i'm also coloring the next impossible jones book that should be out in the fall or winter you could follow this podcast on twitter and instagram at tig underscore show spotify listeners should check out a podcast called Oh Yeah, That's Great. It's a music podcast I do. And uh, oh, yeah, it's great. Uh, okay, so Corey's smart and he's not drinking, but I am not as smart. And I'm just pre-gaming for a, a little barbecue I have later. Uh, so I'm going to drink a Great Notion Easy Like Sunday Morning Tart Ale. Uh, so I guess Great Notion was the brewing. Yes, they're from Portland, Oregon. 7.1% Tart Ale with Tangerine Orange. And natural flavor, which makes me think that the tangerine and orange flavor aren't natural if they have to, if they have to say all three. But I like tart ales, and it's seven point one percent. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. It's got like a Sasquatch or like a Bigfoot on a hammock, so that's cute. Is tangerine and orange like a redundant thing? Yeah, is, I mean they're all citrus, right? Right. So I wonder what other natural flavors are in here, but I guess. Mostly, I wanted to have you on to talk about Free Comic Book Day, but also just retailing in general. For sure. Uh, and then, you know, anything else that you want to shoot the shit about. But yeah, basically, Free Comic Book Day is this weekend. It's Saturday, May 6th. And, you know, every shop does it. It's it's an important week weekend for shops, I think. Uh, I did some research. Uh, Free Comic Book Day was conceived in 2001 by Joe Field, a California-based retailer, promoter, and a partner in WonderCon. And I guess what I read was he just saw like all these comic book movies getting people excited about comics. And then, you know, like uh, he wanted to capitalize on that. So the first free comic book day was in 2002. Retailers pay for the books. Publishers uh, make the books. And in 2015, 2,300 retailers ordered 5.6 million comic books to give away. Wait, 2015, you said? Yeah, that was the last, you know, Wikipedia is the limit of my research, and that's that's what they had. I've been doing free comic book day events since 2000 and I want to say nine. No, wait, like 2007, I think, was my first kind of in-store thing at a free comic book day event. And they're always fun for the the guests because we just sit around and, you know, make money. But uh, as a retailer... What, what's the benefit of free comic book day for a retailer if there is one? I know well, there's a, I know there's supposed to be one. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of in a different. I guess our shop is a little unique t- 
to everybody else. And we use, we kind of capitalize it on the food drive for the area. Cause we're a college town for Northern Arizona university. And so we use it on to get kids leaving college. Cause like our free comic book day falls the week before free for uh, graduation. So we try to capitalize on using it to kind of like bring people into the store to get free comic books, but also to donate food. And because we use it as a charitable event first, we also are able to capitalize on helping the community and also getting our local Dune Sea Garrison Bible First chapter in. And kind of like our, we have stormtroopers and Darth Vader sometimes come by and raise awareness for the food drive. But then Free Comic Book Day is our kind of like our our back our back thing. We use it as more food drive, but then also Free Comic Book Day falls on that. And we have um, quite a lot of, of craziness that happens. It's like it's it's like. I don't, I guess wedding planning in some regards, but also like just there's a whole sense of stress that comes up and it's usually six months in planning or five months. Sometimes last we had last year, we had to order our books in December. So that was a little bit crazy because usually we have till January Mm -hmm. and that's once you start getting the information in, that's when you start figuring out and planning and, putting your requests in for creators sometimes, or just start the ball of stress that happens. And, um, week prior, I try, I try to keep everything restocked and on order for the shop. And so it's, it's a process and there's like, you just have to accept what's going to happen and do the best you can and be ready. Right. And we're going to be hitting, for us, it'll be our 12th, I think, or th- no, 12th, I think 12th free comic book day. And, you know, we go all out, we do what we can, and you can't, you're in the moment, you can't fix it. Right. You're going to be ready. So. Well, I mean, uh, well, first of all, what, what started the canned food drive? Like why, why did you start doing that in conjunction with it? Oh, so we, we, uh kind of we what our store does is like we raffle off sketch covers and so we give away raffle prizes and that's a sketch cover for everybody and we have unique ones one of a kind and we give away one every half hour and that entices people to come donate food but also donation if you we also started uh people who want to don't want to have, don't have canned food can still also donate to the food center cash wise and get raffle tickets. And so we use it as like, it's an opportunity. Everyone, all, a lot of eyes are going to be on us and a lot of people, random new people and people pass for buyers are going to be in the shop. So we use it to capitalize on a charitable event first and just trying to like make something special right. out of the event. And also like, helpful hopefully and what's awesome too is like getting our name out there getting our getting getting return customers too right and showing that kind of stuff too so we're trying to like beef up our kids section beef up our manga section beef up stuff that normally people wouldn't know about and we have first brand new people coming in we want to have them be returning customers not just for pre comic book day okay 
Uh, so what is, what kind of, you mentioned that like it can get crazy. What kind of, other than just like crowds, are there any other common problems? Is it, uh, oh, there, I mean, not really problems besides, you know, parking, right. That's, our parking lot's not the greatest parking lot. Right. But sometimes our free comic book day last year falled on, fell on graduation. Okay. And so we had kids, it was kind of cool because we'd have kids running their cap and gowns to get the free comics right. and then run to their after party. Or run to their, you know, gra- not their after graduation ceremony. So they had all their, you know, their, their, their um, sashes right. and that kind of stuff. So it was kind of cool to see, you know, be part of the community and having community, you know, kids that are graduating and having that, like, they still want to come to Free Comic Book Day. It's fun. And it's like having special people that have been part of our store for four years coming back and you know, still getting, still getting the free comics. Yeah. I never, I didn't think about that, that part of it, that you might have customers just for four year stretches and then they disappear on you. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. Kind of, yeah. It's kind of, kind of interesting. Like you have your own little classes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was also with the, uh, that was kind of speaking to that um, at ASCAF, we uh, saw returning graduates. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So it was like kids I hadn't seen in a while. Like, oh, my God, I love your store. It's so cool that you're down here. Because, like, they graduated to have jobs in Phoenix. And so they've gotten older. Like, oh, man, that was the shop I went to so long ago, you know. And to me, we still, like, it doesn't feel like we're that old. Right. Store. But, like, yeah. It's like there's a whole class of generation that went to class, started their freshman, graduated senior, and now have careers and families. And it's crazy to me to think about that. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, when I moved to Flagstaff, you were already open. So in my mind, you were just like you had been there. But I think you only opened maybe like six months. Like you opened in 2010, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I moved I moved there the first day of 2011. So the whole time I was there, you were just a shop. But yeah, I mean, I could see. Yeah. I mean, before you were there, all there was was like a, like a Hastings or whatever. There wasn't a yeah. place you could routinely get uh, weekly comics. Um, so I know a lot of people in Northern Arizona are happy you were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you see any, like, uh, as a store, just from a retailer point of view, is there any lasting effects from free comic book day? Like, do people stick around? Cause I know a lot of the problem, like when I'm at in stores, like, uh, at Samurai comics in the Valley here, we try to let people know, like, well, make sure you're also buying comics, you know? And a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people do, they just, you know, some people come in, you see them with just the free comics and they walk out. Uh, but a I lot mean, of pe- a lot of people do support the store. But I'm wondering if that kind of do you see an influx of customers for the you know for the next month or so, or does it just kind of is it a one one hitter kind of? Um, thing? I mean, it's somewhat. I mean, there are there are occasional the one hitters, but there's there are ones that we see, you know, who find it, you know we gotta. That's why we try to keep things in stock because when they find that one thing, they'll come back, right? And that kind of stuff, especially like. We capitalize having the um, Dune C Garrison, the Star Stormtroopers, or the Star Wars people um, there in the shop. They go, oh yeah, they sell Star Wars. They're Star Wars comics, and so it's one of those things where it resonates. And there are sometimes there are returning customers, and then there are some people who are like will become, you know, ongoing loyal customers. But it's very far. Few, but there right. are people who do retain business and do purchase things too. So, 
Yeah, I think there is a, a kind of an odd small segment of people who maybe only go to comic shops on free comic book day and they yeah. get comics and they just doesn't become uh, part of their routine, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah, free comic day. So this year you you have a couple guests out at your store. Or mm-hmm. I know that I know that Jan's going to be there. Janimal's going to be there, and you're doing your food drive, and you're going to have the Dune Sea Garrison. Um, any other any other uh, special stuff going on, or just kind of the the same the the norm? Oh, we have. I mean, another. We also have like another local artist, Brian West. Oh yeah, he's Brian's cool, great. Yeah. yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah. He'll be there. It's usually kind of one of those things where like they've been there before, and I know those guys, and they're cool. And you know, it's kind of I know I I don't have to worry about them. Right. And they know, they know how crazy it can get. And it's not like if they have any issues, they let me know. But most times it's like, I check on them and they're like, yeah, we're good. And it's like, I, it's kind of like I, my job is to float and around the store right? and make sure people are okay. Talk to people. Sometimes the press shows up and we get interviewed or photographers from like different newspapers or that kind of stuff. So that happens occasionally, you know, right. just make sure people are okay. Make sure people are having fun. And just checking, and it's kind of cool because there's you know people bring their families, and there's just a flux of kids and excitement in the area. So yeah, some because uh, you know I'm doing the uh, Arizona Comic Arts Festival is is promoting at two stores this this Saturday. Samurai Comics in Mesa and Samurai Comics in Chandler will have like I don't know 16 guests split between the two stores, but a lot of times. You know, I, I hear like, oh, it's always the same people. Like you always have kind of the same crew that go out, you know. Yeah. And and, and a lot of times when people say that, I, I always take it as a positive. Like, yeah, I got my crew. But like you mentioned, like it's important to have kind of a well-oiled machine. Yeah. You know, like I'm managing. I'm not in managing, but I invited 16 people to participate. But I'm going to be at one of the stores. So there'll be a whole other store that I won't be at that day that that's carrying like kind of our name behind it. And I have to know that I can trust those guys to just, they're not going to be problematic for the store managers. Um, and, you know, I do the, I do the event every year with the same store. So like, like you mentioned, it is nice to just be able to like, this is just going to run smoothly. No matter yeah. that's one, that's one thing the stores don't have to worry about is like these guests, you know, like there's no one's going to be asking for weird stuff. Everyone, everyone's there to support the store. It's not a, it's not a, creator focused event, even though I kind of brand it that way, it is a store support event and we're there. Oh, for sure. We're there to, kinda, to celebrate and support the store. Oh yeah. And it's also too, like you have your regular crew. Like we also like Jan and Brian are our regular guys, but like people are still excited to see them. Right. Even though whatever we have events or things like that and they see them, they haven't seen them in a while. And especially like there's a cast of characters of customers and, you know, client or a uh, client customer customers and guests that people are you know resonate with and they have that rapport mm-hmm. and there's that excitement too yeah. and you know also like just because they're you know like with your guys the regulars you have those first time people coming in that are right. going to be like oh who are these guys oh who's this art you know like that first impression of like oh this is a brand new this is free comic book day. We just found out about it, but they're meeting all these new people, these new creators. Yeah. And even as well, it's a little different here down in the Valley. Cause there's so many stores, but we still get people that each year that come out and be like, Oh, how long have you been doing this? Mm-hmm. I'll be like, Oh, it's our 11th year. So like, you know, maybe they just moved to a new area. So that store is their store now. Or, yeah. you know, like 
as a promoter, I think that I, I promote something maybe too much. And then I still hear the day of like, Oh, I just heard about this like this morning, or I didn't even know this was going to happen. Like, yeah, it, it happens. It, yeah. It, it's yeah. hard. It's hard to realize that like not everybody's in your sphere of influence. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's always, I get it. I don't, not as often as I used to, but recently also somebody came in and it's like, Oh yeah. How long have you been here? And it's like, trying to do that. You're like, Oh, you know, we'll be, you know, 12 years, December. And it was like, oh, wow. And I was like, how long have you been in Flagstaff? Oh, 20 years. And they never knew right. that we existed. And I'm like, okay. You know, it's, it's one of the, there's always, there's always one. So it's right. just like, you just can't beat yourself up about it, but you're just like, all right, well, cool. Glad you came in. Let's check it out. What do you need? What can I help you with? That kind of right. stuff. So, right. All right. So as we move off of free comic day, again, I just, I just, uh, advise listener out there to make sure go get your free comics, but also talk to the, talk to any creators that are at the store, mm -hmm. uh, you know, get your pictures taken with any cosplayers that are at the store and just support the store. Uh, a lot of some stores, not a lot, but some stores have sales going on too. Um, you know, but again, I, I think a lot of people, my biggest concern with free comic book day is the fact that it's called free comic book day. Right. So when you say that people go in and the word free is stuck in their brain and a lot of people might not buy things while they're there. Um, but it's yeah. not, it's not free for the store. And I remember I did a, I did a convention years and years and years ago where uh, a retailer gave a bunch of creators like a, a, a swath of tables. And in return, we were supposed to give free sketches to kids. And because there was a big promotion about free sketches, like nobody paid for sketches, nobody bought comics from the creators you know, I didn't make a dime because people just wanted like the free sketch. And you always have like the weirdo dude with like a baby and a stroller. And he's like, yeah, I want a Punisher sketch. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, for your one year old. And he's like, yeah, he loves the Punisher. I'm like, sure he does, bro. With this grunt style shirt on. Um, but yeah, I want people should be supporting the, the retailers, you know, like uh, especially box holders. If you haven't cleaned out your box mm -hmm. lately, that's a good day to do it. Um, it is. It is a big day for signage. Yeah, we do make signages. We make signs and put everywhere signs, just to kind of for. Also, like speaking. Wait, I mean, when you say that, you mean like you're putting up things like, but you. This is something you can. If you like this, you can get this. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. This yeah. Is, especially the logo, because every comic book has the same free comic book day logo. Right. We put that all over the place, saying these are the free comics, and then the oh. ones that are not. Oh, because people are yeah. just carrying around floppies and they think they can just walk out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I didn't. So, I didn't think about that. Like, not every comic's free, man. Right, it's the designated table. Like, we have when they try to reach for a comic, and the sign says, "This is not." A, you know, we have pretty much just spelled it out for them. Like, right. these are over here. These are the free ones. Right. They have this symbol or the 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 free comic book logo, and it's yeah, it's the same they use for years. And it's like this is what you look for. This is what you pay for. Right. So. Yeah, I never even considered that, but. Uh, yeah, same at conventions. I always have kids come up and they'll grab like graphic novels and they'll be like, "Are these free?" I'm like, "No, that 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 hardbound book you just picked up is not free, uh, <laughs> young man." Um, all right. So another thing I, I noticed um, because I know that I've been I've done an event at your store at least once, not counting like the Batman releases or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to think what it was because I always do free comic book day in the valley, and it must it was local comic shop day one time. Oh yeah, and so. Can you compare the two? Like I know local comic shop day is probably more towards like support your stores instead of yeah. the, pub the publishers and the comics. But like 
I also assume the it's not nearly as big crowd because it doesn't have free in the title. No. Um, so so how does Comics Pro or how do the distributors uh, help you guys for local comic shop day? Pretty much local comic shop day is um, usually most times most times in record it's been designated around um, November, like either a Saturday or so, and they try to capitalize on. I guess the best way to describe it is like record store day. Right. There's exclusive covers that are to shops. And sometimes there are limited one per store or there's a specific artist or creator um, that has done a cover. And those are available only through stores who have signed up for local comic shop day. Um, they're, they're okay. It's more of kind of like, it's one of those things where it's not on the greatest holiday weekend. Kind of, it's either before Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving, or around those that time right. and it's there's still things to be worked out it's neat it's fun there are dedicated people who want to pick up those covers um most of them are regular customers that are uh, aware there's not much of a surprise new audience coming in for those local comic shop day stuff right um there are there are some times when it's a neat hardcover collection that are available and We'll have, there are some neat stuff there. It's just not the same amount. Also, free comic book day is a little bit cheaper and affordable to, to run. Right. But local comic shop day is like you have to order certain hot covers at a certain price, retail price, like our, our normal discounts apply, but we have to sell them for a higher price, you know, or the retail price is right. a little bit higher or steeper than normal. Right, so that's more free comic book day is, is supposedly supposed to get people in the new people in the door, while yeah. local comic shop day is supposed to reward like the diehards. Yeah, like like I have friends who line up at like six a.m. on record store day. Yeah, you know, like for, and and record store day has grown tremendously over the last maybe four or five years. It's insanely big now. Um, I, I like local comic shop day. Like I I wish it was bigger. Like I. I don't know. Like I'm someone who I, I hate the fact that I use Amazon as much as I do for normal stuff, mm -hmm. uh, but I refuse to use them for like comics. And it's just like, I always try to tell people like, you know, like, uh, like, uh, so, so for comics, you should always go to your local comic shop and you should go to your, whatever that website is comic shop locator.com or something like that Yeah, that's to, it. to, to find out uh, where to go. But I, I saw a tweet that was reiterated from um, Ryan Higgins, who's a retailer, I think in the Midwest somewhere. And uh, he's actually California. Okay, so yeah. someone was someone was saying like, "Oh, it's time for flop." Okay, so I saw a tweet. I think it was from Heidi McDonald from the Beat, where she said she went to lec uh, guest lecture at a college course in comics, and none of the like twenty year olds in that room really knew what a floppy was. Like, she brought in a bunch of floppies. And they were like, they were like, they don't, they didn't know what those were because they grew up reading manga or young adult graphic novels or whatever. And that's what they all, that's what a lot of young people want to make are these, you know, scholastic graphic, uh, young adult novels. And so that sparked a little conversation about like, what's the point of periodicals anymore? And then Ryan Higgins reiterated that he's like, periodicals keep the, keep the doors open. Like they keep the yeah. lights on. Uh, and he talked about how like for a lot of comic shops, a periodical is like a 100% markup on a, on certain books, you know, on some books. And so it's like that, that's a, that's a profit margin. You don't see much in retail. And mm -hmm. so even though you got to sell a lot, it's important. Periodicals are important for the success and, and the, the viability of comic book stores. Would you agree with that? 
Yeah, especially like your back as you've been. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, those that too. Because that's almost all profit. That's much higher profit. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing too. Is just like that is an essential lifeblood of your store, and um, periodically as, as well too. Because it's like you have, you know, back in when we first opened, Walking Dead was so huge that we, especially our clientele and our customer base, they didn't want to buy the floppies when we first opened, they only wanted to buy the graphic novels because they won the stories. Right. And so it was hard to get people on like, well, you can get the next issue. It's right here. Like, no, I want to wait six months to get the full five issue run. Right. I don't want to, I don't want to read that and wait every, and wait every month. I just want to wait six months and then read all five issues. You know, it's like, well, you can, you know, but that's what people were accustomed to is like, I could sell, you know, for days, the graphic novel, because it was a height of walking dead. And, but I couldn't sell, you know, issue 87 or 88. Right. No one cared. So, but then there was eventually like a learning curve in some regards to people with like saga and especially like something is killing the children. People got so excited. And so their, their minds changed a little bit. Cause it was like, I want to know what happens next. Right. I don't want to wait six months. I don't want to wait eight months. I want to read the next issue. So then we have the subscriber base of single issues and that was kind of cool to have that change over from certain books too. Right. I think there's also a little, you know, like every adult knows what a book is, Mm -hmm. but they think of comics, especially floppies as being like children's stuff. So like, you know, it's almost cooler to just have the graphic novels because then they can, you can put them on your bookshelf with your other books. Right. Uh, You know, floppies have to be stored differently and it's, I think a lot of it is a lot of it is public perception. Like they, the same person who might read a, you know, a hardcover uh, criminal volume on a train wouldn't read a floppy Superman comic on the train. You know, like, right? Uh, there's definitely a perception there. But yeah, let's so let's talk about comics here in general. Uh, so what what's what's going on in comics, Corey? What's exciting? <laughs> what's like what what are you, what's exciting? What's trending? Um, because. I, I'm down to now like two monthlies that I read. Oh yeah. Uh, it's for me personally, it's too much. Like when, when X-Men relaunched, I was still up there in Flagstaff. So I bought all of uh house of X and sort of X or whatever it was. Power, house and power house and power of X. And I really was into that, but that was two books that had cohesive kind of a one storyline spread over two books. Right. It was, some, it was something I could manage. And it was uh, weekly. It was also weekly. Yeah. So was, financially it sucked, but yeah. it was fun. It was fun. Uh, but like now I go in and it's like, oh, now it's like everything is. Every X-Men title has four titles. Subtitles. No, I mean like subtitles, like oh, House, gotcha. Fall of X, House of X, New Mutants. Sinister. Yes. Yeah. All this like Hellfire Gala stuff. Like I just want a, and even X-Men when it relaunched when it, uh, a couple of years ago. They had about four or five issues. I was like, okay, cool. A self-contained X-Men book. There we go. And then everything went off the rails. So I, I'm, it's too much for this old guy. <laughs> but do, do, do fans like that? Do readers like the, these kind of constant turnover? Like, do you see like, like they're relaunching Hulk again? Like, you know, the Otley series had, I don't know, 20 something issues or 30 something. Uh, issues. 15, 16. Or yeah. the, you know, the Donny Cates run. And now they're relaunching it with, with new writer, new artist. Well, also, like, I mean, also, well, speaking of that Hulk run, 
Ryan Otley wrote the last, I think, two or three issues. Mm-hmm. So there was that kind of like cool um, element to it as well. Because you had a guy who's not known for writing comics getting to write, you know, write and draw his Hulk right. run. Which is kind of cool. But um, it's hard. Well, it's one of the things where it's like we are – there is like the pulse of the industry – then there's also like sometimes our shop doesn't our shop just ignores the industry in some regards of the you know like some shops will have to order x amount of books but we're so isolated we're not we're more of like a blip on the radar kind of stuff but right now for our shop like our biggest sellers our top 3 books in no particular order Batman Amazing Spider-Man and Nightwing. Okay, those are so, our top top three books. Uh, see, I would I would have thought because the store is is so closely tied to the university that it would be more more indie focused. But I guess nothing can stop the juggernaut of Batman. So right. Well, I mean, also like Chip Zdarsky, you know, on not you know not far from that list is also Daredevil and his stuff on there. But, you know, with going on with comic books right now, there, there's, you know, every week we get new issues and there's always excitement. There is, there is like a definite like indie excitement. And I also have my staff try to get excited about stuff too. Like Mark Miller, his uh, ambassador's book right now. I don't know if you checked it out yet. It's, it's almost weekly or almost two weeks. And he has a new artist on each issue, but they're all great artists. Right. You know, starting off with Frank quietly on art. Right. It's number one is amazing. And he's also got Jorge Jimenez on nemesis reloaded. And there's some cool stuff. There's, so there's, there's stuff that I can get excited about. And my excitement sometimes can like hurt a book to my customers. So I try not to get geek out because I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, because they're like, dude, I'm just trying to get my Superman book. I don't care. Right. I'm like, but have you seen, you know, like I have to, you know, calm myself when it comes to certain books because I'm like that, you know, I'm just going to ruin a sale, you know, and there are, there is something kind of like, there is enough stuff going on and certain things that, you know, people can get excited about. Like they're going to make Titans a new series. There's no Justice League right now. So Titans are going to kind of step up. And there's excitement in having, you know, a Titans run series. Right. And um, Bloodhaven with a new team. And Tom Taylor for DC is doing some cool stuff. And there's some, there is a little bit of an uptick right now with Action Comics and Superman with the creative teams on those. Um, and especially with uh, Adventures of Jonathan Kent. There's some injustice stuff tied over from Tom Taylor's stuff, so it's kind of cool. Um, you know, X Men does okay, but most of our X Men are people who are, you know, dedicated to the X books. Yeah, to me, like, I mean, I'm an X Men guy. You know, like that's mm-hmm. my team. I have more issues of X Men than any other comic by a long shot. But it to the the Krakoa stuff I thought was great, and I know it might be winding down. I thought it was great at the start because I really liked how 
Jonathan Hickman kind of relaunched the X-Men within the Marvel universe mm-hmm. and kind of, kind of reset the status quo. I dug that, but I, it's, it's too much now. There's just too much going on. Um, I need, I need, I need smaller, more self-contained stuff. Like, gotcha. Uh, for me, like the peak of X-Men was Outback X-Men where it's just like seven X-Men, <laughs> you know, in the middle of nowhere. Like, right. That's what I need. I don't need a sprawl. I don't need a hundred different mutants to show up over the course of four right. or five issues. Uh, but also I'm still sort of the guy that I'm just like a, I'm just like an artist whore, you know, like if it's not like you were talking about Mark Millar, basically stealing every artist, like Pepe Larraz is going to be on big game. That's a Millar verse crossover series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jorge Jimenez. Uh, he's got uh, one of my favorite books is his magic order. And every mini series has an amazing artist on it. Uh, it's just great. He sent out a fun tweet the other night. That's like, uh, who should I take from Marvel or DC next? And it's just that he can he has this pick of the litter because I'm sure he pays great rates and he's probably mm-hmm. cool to work with. Uh, but yeah, like I, I get burned out quickly on big two comics because they're just everything's yeah. an event. Every, everything's a tie-in. Everything's an event. Uh, like when I talked about like the the you know everything has so many titles. Like I think the book that I may or may not color for DC this summer is like Teen Titans colon terror titans colon nightmare you know whatever dc nightmare right. whatever the thing is you know it's like it's so it's every just man just give me give me uncanny x-men for a hundred <laughs> issues with a great creative team on it like right uh, but i but i so so i guess to go back to i'm rambling now but to go back to my original question does it hurt or help when when books are relaunched and everything is is supposedly an event like to relaunch a book every 30 issues does that help with retail sales because people get excited um, about a new number one or do you think it would be the same if they just, if well, the first of this run just carried on the sequential numbering uh, or am I just an old man? Well, I think, well, Marvel does legacy numbering. So there's still that on there for you. Right. So you can, you know, you have your numbering on there, but sometimes what I kind of do is like help people follow, you know, you have your team like your X-Men or your Avengers and then I tell people, follow your ball players, which are your writers and your artists and your other members of the team on the book. So like if your favorite player is Tom King as writer, Tom King's gonna be writing Wonder Woman. You're like, well, I don't like I don't know. I never read Wonder Woman. So right. it's like there's people who are changing up who will, you know, remember your names. If you like that story or that was special to you, follow that player. That's your player. You like that art? Follow that artist. You know, go find that book. And that's kind of where, you know, things are like, you know, you mentioned the Hulk restarting. I know uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson is the writer on it. Mm-hmm. And so it's people like, did you like his Alien series? You know, did you like some of his, do you like his stuff in action comics? Right. He's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, like you never thought about it that way. Is like, trying to like not just do the scope of like oh yeah they're going to reboot they're going to start it up it's like who are what the names on there do you recognize any of these names these right. are the things they've done did you read any of those kind of like making our job easier for us it is sometimes harder because it's like there are people who will like straight up like oh i love the hulk doesn't matter i'm gonna get it you know that was also right. the same situation when it was a mortal hulk you know like oh this is different this is a, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't know if I can read, you know, like it's a horror based book, but people still checked it out and kind of went from there. Right. So, 
All right. Well, personally, or maybe even uh, for the store, like, what are you excited for? Like this, this coming up, what, what's coming up that excites you personally and maybe, and you know, is going to be good for the store. Anything, anything coming up? Uh, I mean, right now there's some controversial stuff happening in the amazing Spider-Man. And when there's controversy, it makes people angry and upset <laughs> and bothered and then it drives sales. Right. And so you've got Zeb Wells doing Amazing Spider-Man and Dan Slott doing the regular Spider-Man. He created the character and people can't stand Dan Slott sometimes, but I'm like, he does well for our business. He writes comics. He has yeah. fun. It's also like none of these things are real, but they're fun. They're comics. And it's like, he's doing this. I'm like, that's fine. I get, I get your anger and frustration, but also sometimes things get put back in the box, but some things are never put back in the box ever again. It's comics. Right. You know? Yeah. It, yeah. Well, just real quick. It's kind of funny that all the people that are like, they're undoing all these years of continuity and it's, it's this and it's this and it's this they're hate buying it still. So it's still selling yeah. comics. I mean, you're not losing reader. I mean, you might lose a couple, but you're bringing in more and people are, there's always going to be that completist who's going to buy it no matter what, even when they're complaining about it. So, right. You know, and like, you know, what's kind of funny is like with things that are crazy with, you know, speaking of the Punisher, Jason Aaron's Punisher run is probably is, is really cool. Cause he also changed the symbol of the Punisher. There's been some crazy stuff happening. He's part of, you know, he's, he's like the right hand of the hand kind of thing, but he changed his logo and it's like, yeah, man, do it, you know, go for it, change it, make it up, go do whatever. And it's just like, it's comics and it's things where it's like, you have a Punisher who has a certain way of doing things and people have this mindset of it, but you have good hands, good people. They're good writers that are actually like doing some cool storytelling and changing things up. Yeah. It's funny whenever people complain about, you know, like I said, like, uh, like I'll be like, oh, there's just too much. Like, there's too much shit going on in in Krakoa X Men for me right now. Uh, that's okay. I have I in my long boxes. I have X Men 200 through X Men like 350 something. Like, I have my favorite stretches and my favorite runs that I can go read. Like, it still exists. So, mm-hmm. all you know, crybabies who are mad because you know Marvel changed the Punisher's logo for whatever reasons. Uh, that's fine. You still got all those old Punisher issues. You can go right. look at those. Like, uh, I mean, it, their argument is like, I want him to be like he used to be. Well, he is that like that in those books that those right. that you can, can go read exactly exactly what you say you want. You can go read because you have that. Like, right? Yeah, I I, I wish there were bigger swings and misses. Like, yeah, yeah. I wish I wish more weird shit was done with big established characters, you know, like Marvel dabbles in some stuff with like Dr. Strange. They'll do some weird stuff, uh, you know, or a silver surfer series with like trad Moore. They'll do some weird stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I wish, I wish it wasn't. I understand why they have to be protective of their IPs, but let's take some of those. Let's take some of those characters that aren't in movies yet and get weird sure. with them. I think. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, okay. Okay. So what about you personally? What are you reading that you're digging? Well, I mean, I usually like my number one go-to is usually saga. That's kind of my thing. You know, that's my jam It's like, I enjoy watching, reading those stories. And it's kind of like, that's, that's usually one of like my reading stack. I try to read everything 
most of everything, but that's one that like goes to the bottom of the stack. Cause I want to, you know, there's stuff that whatever's on top will like the amount of tension is less. And then as I get further down the stack to the bottom, that's where more attention happens. Right. And so there is more attention to saga. Um, there, you know, there's, especially with Mark Miller's stuff, that's usually at the bottom of the pot stack too. But there's some stuff in there, like I'll check out some neat things here and there about what's going on with some of the big two and see what's happening in DC and Marvel. And most times, like, I do dig, you know, what's going on with Amazing Spider-Man because it's one of those things where it's like, it's exciting to see what changes are going to happen and seeing what the controversy is going to be. And then there's other stuff too. It's, it's just like, they're, there's just fun, you know, there's just comics that are fun and you just, you know, you find stuff and I try to find something out of everything I can dig. And if the stuff that I'm not reading, I'll ask my customers about, right. And kind of gauge their interest and that kind of stuff is like, you know, how is this going? How is this issue? You know, sometimes there is like, um, there's stuff that like some of the X books I, I don't read, you know, like some, you know, X force or, there's, you know, a Betsy Braddock comic right now. And that's cool. Captain Britain. She's Captain Britain. That's cool. She has her own series or new limited series. And it's fun. It's kind of like, oh, how's this going? And like, oh, yeah, she's got to do this, you know, trials and tribulations and kind of overcome this. You know, like, okay, you know, like a hero's journey. Right. And it's cool. It's neat. They kind of like also like engage with my customers. It's hard not to give away spoilers, but also like it's cool to like, I can remember sometimes on certain books that happened last month and be like, oh, man, are you caught up? And like, oh yeah, I'm caught up. And then it's like, we'll talk about issues as they're checking out and that kind of stuff. And that's the enjoyment I find, you know, every Wednesday. Right. Is having that stuff too. Yeah. It's gotta be like both fun, but also extra work to feel like, like if I ran a store, I'd feel like I almost have to read everything because you want to be able to recommend stuff. You want to, you know, if a customer does engage with you, you want to be able to, to be part of the conversation. So it's almost feels like you do have to read everything, but it's impossible to probably read everything or, uh, or to not forget as soon as you read it, cause you're reading so much. Right. Um, so that could be both the fun and the problem with it. Like they almost need, you almost need like a reader's digest for like, there should be uh the distributor should send like a cheat sheet <laughs> to retailers, right. For every, uh, you know, for every issue that came out that week, just so you can, you can be informed with your customers. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So over the past decade of, of running cab comics, what's been the biggest thing you, what's, what's like the biggest surprise for running the, the store? Like what, and also like what lessons have you learned? Like, is anything oh, so different? Like has, did something completely flip 180 from what you thought it would be before you started the store to now? And then well, what, what kind of lessons? I mean, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, especially like, Right now, you know, we're slowly coming out of a pandemic or we are, you know, however you want to regard it, the pandemic. Right. But pre-pandemic, it was like, it was more games for us. You know, it was, I want to say, my mind is like 60-40. It was 60% gaming and 40% comics. And because our our big thing would be like, we'd spend, you know, X amount of dollars and then we'll have Y amount come back next week from that game versus like comics. But 
once the pandemic hit, we shut our doors and we did, you know, window service and we had to like focus more on comics and that kind of played to our strengths. Right. You know, that was kind of a big surprise for me was like adapting and changing our whole mindset and not relying so much, like going back to where it was like something I'm more passionate about. I do like card games. I do like board games, but my first, my first thing, my first passion is comics. And that was kind of like a difficult thing was for me. Cause like, I know how to, I know what I need to do for this event. I know what to do for this game. I know what to do for this and just kind of go through the motions and also have the stress. But then it was like, we can't have that anymore. And then restructuring the store, re rebalancing our manga section, restocking and accommodating more of young readers was kind of our, was our weak point. And then like exploring that in the time frame, changing. We also changed up our point of sale system during the pandemic. And that was kind of a big thing. We switched over to comic Cup, and that's been, a, you know, a really big lifeline for us too, was having people request books that we normally wouldn't order or have right. in stock, having certain variants because people want to buy different variants for different artists and having that option has been great for us. And that kind of like also helped our, helped our business model. And it was kind of like, there is like the life after the pandemic and having that atmosphere of, and, but also that excitement back for comics and kind of having that passion. We still have games. We still have card games, but it's, you know, now it's 30% and comics are 70% in regards to the right. business now. So it's like, they're there, they're extra revenue, but they're not, you know, I don't have to drop, you know, thousands upon thousands of dollars to make sure we have it. I can put down so much money and still be okay. Right. And not worry about it. We have it there and we'll have it there for, you know, months at a time and we do fine and we're still surviving. We're still doing well. So do you think like, uh, moving forward, do you think the kind of the rebirth after the pandemic, the, the different distributors now, that sort of thing, do you think in the long term that's healthier for the industry? Do you think maybe we were too complacent before, all this happened or like maybe the struggle is good. You know, it it forces people to push a little harder to work a little harder. Yeah. I think, well, in some regards, it's kind of like, I remember my days before the pandemic and the stress and the worry and the constant, like, you know, you have an issue with one distributor. You got to, you know who to talk to and you know, the, the loops you have to go through. Having three, there are a little bit more loops, but there also is more options, which is nice. You can, you know, you have your three, you know, you have your three distributions, but you have three choices now. Right. And one of the big things from, from my standpoint was I was used to that with game distributors because there wasn't just one game distributor. And so it was like, oh. I can adapt to this business model because I've been doing this for so long. And that was kind of the mindset I had. It was like, okay, you know, this one has this much of a discount free shipping. This one has this much of a discount, but it has charging for shipping. Right. And that's kind of the way I go about it. It's kind of like, but there will be certain things that are out of stock. So it's like, okay, my profit margin will be less, but I can get it in for the customer. And is there other stuff I need too? Cause I order, you know, add more things to the cart Add you know, get the, bigger get them more of a chance for revenue right 
Yeah, so it's 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 uh, comic shops can now be more kind of bespoke for each customer than ever before. You know, with mm-hmm. Comics Hub, you know, like I can go in. I I have my problems with Comics Hub, but again, maybe I'm old. Uh, <laughs> but like you know, I, I like the fact that like I used to I used to have to text you like, hey man, yeah. I want to get I want to get this. Can I get this? And then now I can just go on Comics Hub and just that's my store. I want this at that store. You know, and, and I want to collect the click a button. I want to collect the whole series or I just want to try out this one issue. Like it's 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 better for it's better for both sides of the equation. You know, like mm-hmm. instead of instead of the store uh, owner or manager having to remember, you know, instead right. of having instead of having text in his phone or loose slips of paper everywhere, like a, right. he's got to order. Yeah, it's, it's it's all cataloged and it's all rating for you when you go to place your order. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like a a real real game changer for us and it was a great way to have like you know again that conversation with the customer who has that stress who has to get in their first thing Wednesday morning like oh man I really want that variant I they might have a save it for me I asked them to I don't know if they did and then like coming in and then like we're not having it it's like here's that you know that guarantee kind of thing right of having that issue but also a being able to like you know, a certain variants like, oh, I ordered three copies. I have five guys that want that now. Oh, I got to up my order now. I have enough time to reorder it and having right. that option. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Uh, so for people who uh, don't have their own local shop or people who just want to support Cab Comics because you're so cool, <laughs> how, what's the best way? What's the best? What's your website? Uh, do you still do a lot of uh eBay orders or what, what, how do you, what do you well, we recommend do, for non-local customers? Well, we have our, our comic hub account, you know, um, our website is capcomicsaz.com. You can go to our website and then there's a link to our comic hub, or you can go to comichub.com and find a list of many shops that are providing, um, content, but we're one of them. Cap comics, you know, comic hub is the best way to get comic books or graphic novels or other things you're looking for. Or just come check us out, you know, like stuff if you want to get away from the heat. Yeah. You know, our high our high this week is not terrible. Cause like right. right now it's it's a balmy seventy-five. Yeah. And but it's 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 also a fun thing where like we're gonna be in the seventies all week this week. And it's kind of cool because people will come up and check us out because they're visiting the area. But Flagstaff is a cool town to come, you know, visit, check it out. And stop by the shop and just, you know, we're yeah. over on, we're across the street from Bookman's near McDonald's. Yep. Yeah. And it's great. Like uh, if people go up there for day trips or for weekend trips, buy some comics for your kids so they're, they can mm-hmm. read them on the, the drive home and you don't have oh, to yeah. listen. You don't have to listen to them. <laughs> uh, I hope you have a good free comic day weekend. Thanks for hanging out and uh, I'll talk to you later.